Goldan Dayin from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Arctic update from the 6th of February 2024. A quick summary of what's going down north of the Arctic Circle. Almost every Arctic nation is in the midst of the biggest military exercise the Arctic has ever seen and NATO's biggest since the Cold War. It's called Operation Nordic Response, and 13 NATO nations from across Europe and North America are sending 20,000 troops into northern Scandinavia to simulate a response to a hypothetical Russian invasion of Europe's Arctic. The operation began last week with the U.S. troops landing in Atlantic Europe, who will move north into the Arctic along with other European nations. The main Arctic exercise will take place from the 3rd to the 15th of March, with further exercise in southern Europe from March until June. Russia has been informed of the exercises, but unlike previous NATO deployments, has been banned from observing. Arctic defense received additional reinforcement on Friday the 2nd, when Norway and the U.S. signed a new defense agreement. This deal grants the U.S. military authorization to build military infrastructure in eight areas. In 2021, four areas were granted to the U.S. military in northern Norway, which means the most powerful military in the world now has 12 military facilities areas in Norwegian territory, in addition to the 15 Finland signed over to the U.S. in December 2023. A new country may become a force in the Arctic Ocean soon. Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, Putin's closest ally outside of Russia, met with the Russian president on Friday the 2nd to discuss integrating Belarus into the Russian Federation. Lukashenko wants Belarus to have access to the north Russian ports of Murmansk and Arkhangelsk. He believes this will allow Belarus to become less dependent on trade with Western Europe, which opposes much of Lukashenko's rule, and open up trade with Asia. The talks are ongoing with no completion expected soon. In Norway's Arctic capital of Tromsø, the Arctic Frontiers Conference took place from Monday the 29th of January to Thursday the 1st of February. The future of the Arctic Council was raised in a debate as Russia's exclusion from the Council keeps it in a state of suspension. Solberg Rosebu, their Norwegian senior Arctic official, said that the Arctic Council is unlikely to survive without Russia as a member due to the country's importance in Arctic politics and science. In some good news, we might leave behind concerns over Greenland's frozen earth releasing massive amounts of greenhouse gases. According to a recent University of Copenhagen study published on Wednesday, the 21st of January, in the journal Nature Communications, Earth and Environment, ice-free areas in Greenland are absorbing more methane from the atmosphere than they can emit, transforming them into valuable carbon sinks. This unexpected finding attributes the absorption of methane to a unique group of microorganisms residing at the top of Greenland's soil. Even if ice disappears, Greenland would continue to act as a carbon sink. However, the microorganisms thrive only in cold, dry environments, so their beneficial impact hinges on Greenland avoiding warming and becoming wetter. 
a likely outcome under current climate change scenarios. This wasn't the only hopeful research to come from Greenland. A study published by Hokkaido University on Tuesday the 30th of January in the academic journal The Journal of Geophysical Research explored the potential of using geoengineering to slow ice loss in Greenland. Modeling the injection of sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere from above Greenland, blocking sunlight from reaching the ice, the study found this method more effective than even the best-case scenarios of global warming presented by the Paris Climate Accords. While acknowledging the theoretical nature of the study and the complexity of Earth systems, the report suggests the potential for locally reversing climate change using this technique. Over in Alaska, the development of the first deep water port in the Arctic just caught a major boost. In the summer of 2023, the U.S. Congress authorized a port in the city of Nome. On Thursday, the 1st of February, Mary Peltola, the Democratic representative for Alaska, said in a press release that the project has secured $550 million of federal funding and that the completion of the project is now legally bound by both state and federal governments. The project is expected to be completed by 2030 and will allow the largest cruise ships, shipping and military vessel to dock high in the Alaskan Arctic. While businesses in Alaska can look forward to investment in their futures, many local residents are about to lose their internet connections due to a lack of funding. On Thursday the 1st, Jessica Rosenworcel, the Federal Communications Commission chairwoman, said that next week the Affordable Connectivity Program will end as the U.S. Congress did not renew the funding of the program. In Alaska, this will impact over 23,000 homes, which will suddenly face a large increase in their monthly broadband bills. Vermont Senator Peter Welch presented a draft law to the U.S. Senate to renew the program. Still in Alaska, a significant change in hunting limits is poised to impact both caribou and their hunters. The Western Arctic caribou herd, the state's largest caribou population, has drastically diminished from half a million 20 years ago to just 150,000 last year. The Alaska Board of Game, in a decision on Tuesday the 30th, lowered the hunter limit from 5 caribou per hunter per day to 15 per year. Local subsistence hunters argue that this allowance is insufficient for their needs. These decisions aim to implement emergency measures to protect the caribou while maintaining sustainable indigenous way of life. To know more about herds of caribou living alongside native Alaskans, follow the link in the show notes. Let's head to Iceland, where the post-eruption period is not going smoothly. The Icelandic Meteorological Office said on Wednesday, the 21st, that the magma activity is still active below the ground and a new eruption is likely to arrive soon in the same location. To make matters worse, the Department of Civil Protection and Emergency Management announced on Friday the 2nd that the damage to the town of Green Davik and surrounding areas is worse than previously thought. Due to damage at the local power plant, hot water is in short supply for all towns in the area, and there is no cold water at all in Green Davik due to the pipeline damage. 
This is an urgent matter as local fire response teams currently have no cold water to fight fires. Despite being early in the year, initial signs for Arctic sea ice are surprisingly positive. On Monday the 5th, the U.S. National Snow and Ice Center released January data indicating that 2024 ranks as the third highest for winter ice in the last 10 years. For most of January, the ice was exceptionally healthy, reaching its highest level in 21 years. Following a disastrous 2023 for Arctic ice, this early improvement offers some hope for a better year. Nonetheless, the current ice measurement remains well below the average recorded between 1980 and 2020. For daily updates on sea ice in the Arctic and Antarctic, check out the U.S. National Snow and Ice Center's website. Link in the show notes. Keeping indigenous languages alive is especially difficult in the Internet age where only major languages tend to be supported. However, fortunately, on Wednesday the 31st, the Sami Council announced that the newest Apple operating system update will support eight of the Sami languages, including Sami keyboards and system UI languages. The Council hopes other tech companies follow suit and add support for these endangered languages. The timing of this announcement is apt as February is Indigenous Language Month in Canada, a period in which the protection and expansion of these languages is promoted across the country. And that's it for this week. We want you to love these updates even more than you already do. We made a very short survey that would take you just minutes to fill in. We know what you're saying. Dude, I'm driving. Or I'm cooking and my hands are covered in food goo. Or you always talk about the show notes. I don't even know what those are or where to find them. But yeah, check the show notes. Please. Babel. Bye.